Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Uh, This is it. Uh, Somebody has got to do something. Joe Biden is... We knew it, but now it's undeniable to anybody watching. He is incapable of performing the duties of President of the United States. He just lost it big time overseas uh, in a foreign country. He either made a catastrophic admission or a catastrophic mistake. Either way, (laughs) it's bad. Joe Biden was in front of a bunch of troops, American troops, And he just told them, when you're in war in Ukraine, you might see women standing in front of tanks. Not if, but when. You're going to see this. You're going to see this. Um, Now, maybe we are going to war. That's I don't want that. Is that what he just, and if we are, you don't want Joe saying that. And now I'm thinking that Joe wants to go to war, possibly to distract from all of his other problems. All right, enough from me. Here's Joe Biden just a short time ago in Europe speaking before the troops. Uh, This is in Poland. These are American troops from the 82nd Airborne Division. Listen closely, please. And you're going to see when you're there, some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people standing standing in the middle of front of a damn tank, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. Um, when you're there, you're going to see that. What the hell is he thinking? These troops are going into Ukraine. Do we have a discussion about that? Actually, he's been saying left, right, and center. No way are we going to engage uh, in Ukraine. Troops on the ground. One more time. Now, again, Commander-in-Chief talking to newly deployed U.S. troops in Poland about what they are going to see. Go ahead, please, one more time. And you're going to see when you're there, some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of front of a damn tank, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. All right, it is incredible. The, the women who, and the children and the men who have been standing in front of Russian tanks and saying, no way, you can't come, all that stuff. That's great. But they're going to see it when you go there. What the hell is that? So if he wants to commit troops, he just created a huge uh, strategic and tactical and security blunder. Letting the world know that we're sending these guys into Ukraine. And oh, by the way, what the hell are we doing sending ground troops into Ukraine? When you've been saying up and down, left, right and center, like I just said, no troops in Ukraine. Here's a moment. Moments later, he also mixed up his secretary of defense for his secretary of state. He's looking right at his secretary of defense, a guy by the name of Lloyd Austin, a former general. And not for the first time, he totally screwed up, forgot his name and forgot what department he heads. Go ahead. The reason I don't know when the secretary of state asked me if I'd 
send another 12,000 troops along to the United States. I said, yeah, from the United States. And he's looking right there at the Secretary of Defense. And the De- Secretary of Defense gave him a, a thumbs up, like, yeah, that was me. Right, I did that. Right. Uh, this is... This is 25th Amendment stuff, folks. The 25th Amendment is a uh, part of the Constitution. I believe it was established in the 1960s after Kennedy was assassinated. Like, what are we going to do if the president is incapacitated? This guy is incapacitated. He is incoherent. He is out of control, can't control his mouth, can't keep any idea straight in his head for more than eight seconds. This is a serious problem. And by the way, easy does it if you think, oh, my God, Greg is calling for it. No, I'm not. It's all in the Constitution. And every Trump-hating wacko was talking about the 25th Amendment for four years straight. So shut up. This is legitimate. Totally and completely legitimate discussion to have. And the stakes are too high right now. We've got, what, World War III brewing in Europe. we got North Korea, Kim Jong-un, had just put out the craziest propaganda video featuring himself launching missiles. No kidding. He's walking around with his sunglasses on and his generals, and he's firing off missiles. <laughs> it's no coincidence that he's doing this with Trump gone, all right? Oh, by the way, he tried to um, connect with the troops over lunch. And uh, the troops were not having it. They were not digging Joe. You could hear a pin drop. Now, I'm not sure what portion of this is. Basically, he walks into a room and the mm, lack of respect is palpable. I'm not saying they were defiant or openly disrespectful, but in their hearts, they just don't respect the guy. You could feel it. Let me hear that, okay? Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, uh, you're finished, Steve, or just start? They're good sardine. They're doing a little closer. Well, if you're starting to eat, I'm going to sit down and have some beans. Is that all right? Yeah. We got the pizza. Uh, pizza. <laughs> there you go. Pizza. <laughs> all right. And he sits down for pizza. So picture yourself in the high school cafeteria. And you're standing there in the middle of it and you're talking and nobody wants you to sit with them. Anybody ever been in that situation, by the way? <laughs> You know, the cool kids table and the nerd table and what table do I sit in? Where do I? I actually had that. Not always. I was kind of cool for a couple of years. And then, uh, you know, I fell out of favor later in high school. Happens. Um, But it was very strange. And I have all these pictures, by the way, of Donald Trump connecting with the troops. You know, I mean, just connecting. They liked him. He liked them. This guy's faking it, and everybody knows. They can tell it. You can't fake it. Everybody sees through uh, the nonsense. They can see. They can see. And the troops are very, very smart. The other thing that happened was Joe completely reversed administration policy. He undermined his own administration, contradicted everybody when it came to sanctions. Why do we have sanctions? Now, I got a million examples of uh, administration officials saying, well, to to deter Russia. We want to deter Russia with these sanctions. Deterrence. That's the whole point of sanctions. Except Joe Biden changed his mind yesterday. Got really nasty, too. Cut 43. Sir, deterrence didn't work. 
What makes you think Vladimir Putin will alter course based on the action you've taken today? Let's get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. The maintenance of sanctions, the maintenance of sanctions, the increasing the pain and the demonstration why I asked for this NATO meeting today is to be sure that after a month we will sustain what we're doing, not just next month, the following month, but for the remainder of this entire year. That's what will stop him. Do you believe the actions today will have an impact on making Russia change course in Ukraine? That's not what I said. You, you, right. you're, you're playing a game with me. Playing a game, playing a game. He gets so nasty. And uh, all right, I'm going to turn that piece of video around first. Now, obviously, anybody who's been watching the news knows that Joe Biden has it all wrong. I'm going to play you a clip in a couple of, in a minute or two where the media is actually where his own administration officials are saying the exact opposite. But first, I'm going to delegate it to the fake news. Okay, uh, CNN's Major Garrett. Right after that. Wait, is he with CNN? No, he's with CBS. Major Garrett, CBS, cut 44. Right after he said that, even the fake news had to keep it real. Cut 44. Respond to Christina Ruffini getting that last question into President Biden. History will record that before this invasion of Ukraine began, several administration officials representing the president of the United States, Joseph Biden, said, in fact, sanctions might deter that invasion. President just said again, emphatically, they don't deter. What they do is they sustain pressure over time, hoping to achieve a different result. Now, he's being polite about it, but he he did point it out. And here it is in slightly more dramatic, uh, dramatic contrast. Okay, I'm going to show Joe Biden again saying sanctions uh, never were meant to deter. And then everybody else in his administration, from Kamala Harris to Tony Blinken to the White House interns, saying sanctions are to deter. Go. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. They're meant to prevent and deter a large-scale invasion. We want them to have a deterrent effect. The sanctions are designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. As well as our efforts to uh, both try to deter Russia uh, through sanctions. If you pull the trigger on that deterrent, well, then it doesn't exist anymore as a deterrent. All right. So he's uh, one more time. He's totally at odds with his own administration. And when that happens, the fake news is supposed to go totally insane, cuckoo bananas, nut job, crazy. The president undermined his own administration. Every six seconds, they were pulling that crap on Donald Trump, even when he wasn't doing it. And if there was a millimeter, a micromillimeter of daylight between something the administration said and what Donald Trump said, who's the president, by the way, they would go totally ape. Last night, I, we audited all of the network news programs. What do they do? They spin for Joe Biden. They gloss over the whole damn thing. Man, are they in the tank. But now they're in the tankness is jeopardizing our safety. I truly believe that. One more time. Here's Joe getting so nasty about it. Here he is. He's nasty and wrong. Cut 43. Sir, deterrence didn't work. 
What makes you think Vladimir Putin will alter course based on the action you've taken today? Let's get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never yeah. deter. You see? You keep talking about that. Your administration has been talking about it. Stop. The, the arrogance, the dumbness. Wow. He can't stay. Something's got to be done. The 25th Amendment. And here's something arguably even worse. When it comes to chemical weapons, you know, the media, they play this stupid game about, is there a red line? We would like to see a red line. You know, a red line. It's a media term. doesn't really mean anything. Hey, you want uh, I don't think Donald Trump ever used the term red line, but he knew how to talk to our adversaries. Notice he doesn't say red line, but I think the message is quite clear. Cut 52. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. (laughs) So fast forward to uh, today. What will America do if Ukraine uses horrible chemical weapons or biological weapons? hmm? What will we do? Joe Biden, is that a red line? What are we going to do? Cut 40, please. Would the U.S. or NATO respond with military action if he did use chemical weapons? We would respond. We would respond if he uses it. The nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use. Okay. Now, he also said, we will respond in kind. So, look, I am not a think tank guy. I am not a general. However, all of them have told me that what Joe Biden said right there is both uh, damaging and revealing and wrong all at the same time. So he's hinting that if they use chemical weapons, it depends how much chemical weapons they use and will use an appropriate amount of chemical weapons in return. Now, the whole damn thing is supposed to be what they call strategically ambiguous. You don't say it out loud, in kind, hinting that America will use chemical weapons. Now, we reserve the right to do whatever the hell we want. But saying in kind, that is a big problem. Man, he's making us less, less, less safe. And he did at the outset. He's so responsible. He has so much responsibility. His mere presence has endangered the world, Joe Biden. Remember when he gave the green light to Russia to invade Ukraine before the invasion? That's how a lot of people interpreted this. Cut 41, please. Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, etc. A minor incursion. Well, that'll be one thing. Maybe, you know, we could work with a minor incursion. What is a minor incursion? Well, we'll talk about it. Putin heard that and said, you know what, this is, the time is now. The time is now for the 25th Amendment and some responsible people to get together because I know that they know and you know this can't last. Be right back. Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Step right up, New York City workers. You should sue Adams over the athlete vaccine exemption. Absolutely. 
this star wannabe. What do you what do you call people who really want to be around stars? What do you call those people? Groupies, sycophants. What do you call people who hang around celebrities and just kind of fawn all over them and suck up to them? Hmm? That's what Eric is. Not only uh, famous celebrities, but uh, rich, rich, rich people. And the rich people view him as an amusing little plaything, actually. Oh, he looks so, he's so presentable, isn't he? Well, the problem is he's an idiot. And he is, I believe, corrupt. There are a lot of factors that go into my assessment. The easiest one is, quite frankly, living in New Jersey as the Brooklyn Borough president and scamming your way through a primary while you're living in New Jersey. And the collusion of the media who went along with it. He should have been blown out of the water on that story. Turned out to be a one-day story. Scores of workers from the New York Post who got fired for refusing to comply with the city's COVID-19 vaccine mandates are eager to sue Mayor Eric Adams over his decision to exempt local pro athletes and performers. This morning alone, we have received over 100 different calls asking for our help, Staten Island lawyer Louis Gellaramino told the Post. Long Island lawyer James Mermigas also said, I already got five calls this morning from private sector employees that were let go because of the mandate, and they want to sue the city. I'm going to have them in my office over the weekend. Uh, he's been dubbed the anti-shutdown lawyer, this guy, Mermergus, for filing pandemic-related suits. Already represents 41 NYPD cops who are appealing denials of their requests to be exempted from the city's vaccine mandate on religious grounds. They plan to sue if those decisions go against them, Remergus called Adams's announcement Thursday another slap in the face to regular New Yorkers who just want to earn a living. Again, this is the same mayor who presided over enforcing that stupid vaccine mandate. I, the, 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 the Constitution, the, the Supreme Court agrees with me. When it comes to non-health care workers, it's unconstitutional to order these people to take the vaccine. Unbelievable. They try to do it through OSHA. You can't. And Eric... Good time, Eric. Went along with it. Although he loves celebrity. He does. Oh, gosh, he loves all the crap that comes with being a big shot. You know, the little entourage, uh, the black SUV, uh, a bunch of guys hanging around with little wires in their ears, security. Oh, oh, it's intoxicating for him. It's one of the cool things about Trump, by the way. He had all the trappings of president before he was president. Adam actually decades before he was president. You'll notice that he becomes president. There's absolutely no change whatsoever in his demeanor. You know, he's the same exact guy that he was all along. Bill Clinton became president in 1993. Well, I can't believe I won this. Oh, man, look at this. And all these girls really like me. Oh, wow. This is the best thing that ever happened. Ah, this is better than my wildest dreams. I got a plane. I got a big house. I'm the most famous man alive. Yeah, that like messed with his head for at least he took him two or three years to get used to the idea that he was president. Trump went in with a presidential demeanor right off the bat, actually. And he was of a certain age, quite frankly. What was he, 70 when he became president? Like he had already made his name, made his money, made his fortune. His children were fine, all grown up. He could devote himself to the country. That's what drove the swamp crazy, and they had to derail him.
Anyway, back to uh, back to this punk. Uh, we're, um, uh, the announcement is a slap in the face. We are going to allow the $50 million per year salary athletes play on their sports team. But what does the city need more? A healthy Yankee team or a healthy police department? Oh, that's good. Look at the crime that's going on in the city. This is absolutely ridiculous and backwards. Good for you, sir. Gellaromino also called Adams's move shameful and said the city's vaccine mandates were unconstitutional. He said the challenges to Thursday's executive order could come in the form of complaints to the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, which enforces federal laws prohibiting job discrimination. Uh, my partner, Mark Fonte. Okay, got it. You got a law firm. Okay, <laughs> she said. We will aggressively be pursuing any legal action available in order to best represent our clients. Well, says so much about Adams. I knew he was. Oh, the guy is a. No, I can't. He's a fame whore. Okay, I'm sorry. That's what he is. That's one of the most common symptoms in America, unfortunately, right now. Leading to some real tragic results. Everybody's got their eye off the ball. Except us. Be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. All right. So, look, if you're not on Twitter, you should get on Twitter. You got to help me. You got to help fight back. All right. Yes, they're making it very uh, inhospitable for us conservatives on Twitter. And they want us to run away. And every now and then I'm like, you know what? Screw this place. It's too liberal. You guys are hassling me too much. I'm out of here. But I, uh, I feel compelled. I feel compelled to go back and fight. Put my ideas out there, sometimes my jokes, and fight. And I urge you all to download and fight with me. Fight alongside with me or at least take a look at what I just put up. It's pretty damn good. Uh, Joe Biden goes to meet the troops, uh, asks if he can sit down with them, you know, like the new kid or something, the new kid in school. And can I sit with you guys? Oh, okay. And anyway, Joe Biden somehow gets food first. They give Joe all the pizza first. He's surrounded by troops who haven't eaten lunch. And Joe, the commander in chief, is eating pizza right in front of them. Now, in the military, there is a custom that... Uh, senior officers, the most senior officer certainly eats last, whoever that is, whether it's the general, whether it's the sergeant, everybody you eat basically in reverse order. All right. The junior, uh, the newest person, the youngest often eats first. And then you move up seniority. You got to make sure everybody else is taken care of. to this day, by the way, if I'm at a buffet, uh, I really, I'll never wait online at a buffet. I got to wait. Everybody else goes first. Then it's easier, by the way. You can go up and just, you know, but you got to let everybody eat first. Women and children, uh, small animals, everybody else gets to eat. But Joe Biden is right there. And I got a picture. He's woofing down this pizza like an animal. He really is. He's going for it. You know, I guess carried away with ice cream and the troops. I got two soldiers looking at him. They're aghast. He's such a buffoon. They, they, it's just like these, you know, these these regular soldiers are looking at him, and you can tell they're right. Like, what is with you? Anyway, at Greg Kelly USA, at Greg Kelly USA. Now, some people out there are saying, wait a second, there's a pepperoni on that pizza. 
Isn't it uh, no meat on Fridays during Lent? Now, personally, uh, uh, how do I say this without annoying uh, certain people? I don't pay much attention to that. And then now there's a whole crazy debate about, well, wait a second. Today is the Feast of the Annunciation or something like that, and he's allowed to eat meat. I had one of my Jewish friends just called me up and said, Greg, aren't you offended that he's eating pepperoni? I'm like, no, I'm not. There are a lot of things to be. I'm sorry. I'm just not. No, I don't. I don't. I am Christian. Um, but I just, I, I, and I read the Bible. You guys know this is very important to me. The no meat on Fridays thing, I'm sorry. It usually slips my mind. It slipped my mind actually ever since junior high school. It's the last time anybody brought it up to me, but now they're bringing it up to Joe Biden. And uh, he might be right after all. But you got to eat after the troops. You got that, Chief? All right, let's go to Jay in Ohio. Hello, Jay. You there? Yeah, man. How you doing? All right. What's up? Listen, I don't know uh, why you're so uh, surprised about Biden doing what he's doing. Okay. Anything else? Yeah, because the thing, the reason why I say that is because the guy, first of all, you know he wasn't elected. You know that he was, he was put in there, right? And and because he's been put in there, he doesn't. He's not really working in the interest of the country. He's working for other interests other than the United States. If you ask me, I think the guy should be court-martialed. Well, uh, I have grave concerns about. You say I'm not supposed to be surprised. I mean, I'm still, you know, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting observation, actually. Maybe I'm not surprised, but I'm still shocked to hear it out loud. You know, to, shocked when you when you when you know when you I, whatever my reaction is. But I mean, are you supposed to say, well, okay, I'm not. I just wouldn't talk about it because it, I I knew he was a bad guy, and I just knew this was going to happen. As a matter of fact, aren't you a little bit shocked by this? Do me a favor, play that sound of Joe Biden announcing that the troops are going to go to war. All right. The troops are going to go to war. How about this, Jay? Were you mildly surprised? Go ahead. And you're going to see when you're there. Some of you have been there. You're going to see you're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of front of damn tank. Just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. Yeah, they're incredible. You, on the other hand. So, Jay, that's a very, very uh, bizarre thing to say. On a lot of levels. You're telling me that I should just, uh, eh, that's Joe being Joe. Is that it? No, it's Joe being a traitor. Yeah. All right, Jay, thanks. Hey, where in Ohio are you? Who, me, right now? Yeah. Right now I'm in northeast Ohio. What's there? Is that by Pennsylvania? It is, right? Yeah, kind of. All right. Thanks for calling, man. Uh, Terry is in New York. Terry, how are you? Hey. Hey, Greg. Thank you for taking my call. That's uh, bite that you just played of Joe Biden speaking to the newly deployed troops is frightening with a capital F. And in my opinion, I, I really think that it's even more frightening because if we do try to impeach this guy, which is what he deserves and more, what are we going to have behind it? And that's what's even more frightening. It's like it's like we have no, it's all the, uh, you know, everyone that's, that's insane is running the asylum. And we have nobody sticking up for us. This is really, really frightening. It is a very, very strange time. And you're right. Look, I think the 25th Amendment is invocable right now. And I know a lot of other people do, too, including some Democrats. All right. This is crazy stuff. And the stakes are very, very high. 
But if he were to be removed from office, I mean, you're right. Kamala Harris is there and her problems are obvious. All right. I do believe that she has a, a pill problem. I mean, her her behavior. And I'll show you tonight. We have another one of those monster. And then, by the way, who's 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 third in line to the presidency? Uh, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. So, phew, what month is it? March? How many more until the uh, November election? Seven. Seven months, I think. Yeah, Terry, it's very strange. Where are you driving to? I'm actually driving home uh, to Douglaston, New York. I'm on the Belt Parkway, and there was a car in front of me with a Biden-Harris sticker on it. <laughs> I'm just, it just amazes me. You don't see many of those, do you? You don't see no, many of those. No. All right. All right. How are you getting up to Douglaston? You're taking the clear view, the cross island. Uh, what are you doing? Yep. I take I take the Bell Parkway to the cross island and then and then I get off on Northern Boulevard. All right. Enjoy. Safe trip home. Uh, Tom is joining us from Bergen Beach. Yes, Tom. Good morning. Um, I'm just I got two questions for you. Yeah. Um, I, I agree that the president's a little out there right now. And I was just wondering who applies for the 25th Amendment? How does it get applicable? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, number one, you need, I think, a majority of the cabinet. You need a lot of sign off. You got to have cabinet members involved. You got to have the Senate pro temp involved. There is a mechanism and it's all spelled out in the 25th Amendment. I'll call it up here. But there is a way to do it. Look, is it going to happen? Um, probably not. Should it happen? Definitely and let me go through here. Uh, it clarifies that the vice president becomes president if the president dies, resigns, or is removed from office, establishes how a vacancy in the office of the vice president can be filled. Let me go through. Down. Section 1 clarifies, blah, 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 blah. Section 2, vice presidency. Section, ah, here we go. Uh, president's declaration of inability. Uh, whenever the president transmits to the president pro temp of the Senate and the Speaker of the House his written declaration that he is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, and until he transmits to them a written declaration to the contrary, such powers and duties shall be discharged by the vice president as acting president. Okay, Biden already did this once, actually, when he got a colonoscopy at Walter Reed Hospital several months ago. Now, how about this? Section 3 allows for the voluntary transfer of presidential authority to the vice president. Okay, I'm looking for the part about uh, when he's uh, crazy. Oh, here we go. Section 4, declaration by vice president and cabinet members of president's ability. Whenever the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments or of such other body as Congress may by law provide – Transmit to the president pro temp of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of the of Representatives their written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. The vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office as acting president. All right. So I was right. You need a majority of the cabinet and you got to get the vice president and all that stuff. That's going to be tricky, but not impossible. What do you think? I agree. Now, I have another question before you hang me up. Um, Brian Kilmeade said something about this morning. Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I agree with the question that the the questioning was a little cynical and perhaps on this is on uh, Jackson, a little cynical and perhaps the senators should look at that. What? What troubles me? Wait a second. You think that you're jumping on that bandwagon? And did Kilmeade say that? Kill me didn't say that. No, no. He said something else different. But, I mean, I thought it was a little cynical. It was not a big deal. I didn't care too much. Hey, man, you know what? The stakes are high. You know, look, listen to this. Listen to how they treated 
I think I got a cut here of uh, what they did to. Uh, how about this? Listen to what they did to Samuel Alito. Remember how they treated that guy? This is back in 2006. Cut 57. And I'd just like to know how long that was going to be. Was that going to be two years? It was going to be three years? It's Ted was Kennedy. it going to be five years? When did you feel that you were going to be released? Well, if, Senator, that was it, if we followed your interpretation. Senator, I... I if uh, there's someone that can just understand what you just told us, I'd be interested in it because I don't. I'm going to ask you a straightforward question, and I Biden. hope it doesn't offend you. Did when you listed cap was part of your rationale for listing an application, you thought that would appeal to the outfit you were applying to, the people looking at your resume? I, I can't. I, say I'm not even suggesting about, about whether you were or were not remembering, but I, I mean, was part of the reason, I'm, one of the explanations, I'm, I'm looking for a reason, you know, I'm looking to be able to say, because you don't impress me. Wow, that's pretty nasty, don't you think? That's Joe Biden on Samuel Alito in 19, uh, no, I'm sorry, 2006. They were so nasty to Sam Alito that his wife started to cry. She ran out of the building. And here they are ganging up on Robert Bork back in 1987. This is uh, how the tradition started. Cut 58. The president has sought to appoint an activist of the right whose agenda would turn us back to the battles of a bitterly divided America. In Robert Bork's America, there is no room at the inn for blacks and no place in the Constitution for women. And in our America, there should be no seat on the Supreme Court. For Robert Bork. Wiretap. They, they have that, a legal wiretap. You mean to say that a They're magistrate is going to authorize a wiretap to find out if a couple is using contraceptives? They could. Couldn't no, have a law? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And his uh, nomination went down, by the way. All right. So, look, what happened to uh, what's-her-name was just fine. Tom, you're really going to go with that? Come on. Hold on. I got another question. Wait, this is the question. What troubles me is if she was too, if she's too lenient on punishment— how is she going to be effective as, as judgments with, when it comes to the Supreme Court rulings? Wait, you mean what? Who? Uh, the, 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 the Jackson. You, know, you mix me up. Is, I, what troubled you is what? I, you troubled you. You thought they were sarcastic or something like that? Or you think, no, oh, no. the sensing. What? Okay, they were sarcastic, but you still have troubles. You still have a problem with her uh, and the sentencing for the child pornographers, right? Forget about the cynical part. I apologize for even saying that. Thank I you. Have said it the way I said it. Thank what you. troubles me is if she's too lenient on punishment, how is she going to be an effective judge on when it comes to Supreme Court rulings? Yeah, well, that's a great I, question. That's a great question. She's Look, she's too liberal for the damn court. I oppose her, even though she's a nice lady. Um, that doesn't mean you get to be on the court, in my opinion. And, you know, the Washington Post and the fake news, they're trying to say that she was treated worse than Kavanaugh. Think about that, huh? These people are in outer space. Tom, thank you very much. Maria in Short Hills, New Jersey. Hey, Greg. Thanks for taking my call. You were talking about Joe eating pizza with pepperoni on it with the troops. And, you know, it being Lent now, and isn't that a no-no? Well, in the Catholic faith, they kind of give a pass to senior citizens. And we all know that Joe is a senior citizen. But the main point of the matter is Joe is not a Catholic. He's certainly not a Christian because the Catholic faith is based on the sanctity of life from birth until death. And nobody who believes in abortion up until the time the baby is ready to be born can call himself or herself a Catholic. I, um, 
listen, I'm pro-choice. Uh, wait a second. No, am I pro-choice? No, I'm not pro-choice. I, so I recently met a couple that um, they adopted a baby. They had four children. Don't go away, Maria. They have four children. The fourth is adopted. And this woman told me that God just put adoption in her heart. And they were about to give up because it's very hard to adopt a baby. And they were, you know, trying to adopt a baby and trying to adopt a baby. Anyway, it was one day, it was Halloween, and this guy set up a really interesting kind of, uh, I just put Snickers bars in a bowl, and that's it. This guy created a whole kind of holiday extravaganza, and he needed help setting it up. So he knew somebody from work, like one of the handymen, and the guy happened to come with his wife. And the wife started talking about how she wasn't feeling well, and she's just describing her symptoms. And... This woman, the the wife of the guy who was setting up the thing, said, oh, you're pregnant, aren't you? And she goes, yes, I am. Oh, I know those symptoms. And then, But she was very strange, and it came out, well, I'm going to abort the baby on Monday because we can't afford it. And she's like, well, we desperately want to adopt a baby, and they adopted that very baby. I think that's just amazing. I, Full I, story. Isn't that nice? I just it heard is. that on Sunday night, and... Uh, and they were about to give up their quest to find a baby to adopt. So, look, as you know, redemption is available for anybody. And Joe, I do believe, is lost. I think he's oh, a lost, a lost soul. And but even for him, and the grave mistakes that he has made, um, harm he's done to this country, and I believe his own family. Even a guy like him, at his advanced stage, could be set free. And I happen to agree with you about the lack of Christianity in his part. It's not, if he were a Christian, he could not contain himself with the opportunity he has to talk about the wonderful freedom available through Jesus. He doesn't do that. Now, why? I don't think he believes. And him, for him, Catholicism is a status symbol, knowing the Pope. You ever notice that, Maria? Oh, absolutely. And just one more thing. Who was the most pro-life president that we ever had? You know who will. Yeah, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Absolutely. All right. Have a good one. Have a good one as well. Hey, we want to wish a special happy birthday to one of our favorite listeners, Lauren Lee. Uh, Lauren is 42 years old today, listens to the show. I don't think she agrees with me much politically. Uh, That's okay. But uh, a consistent listener to the show, Lauren Lee, native New Yorker, uh, roots in Scarsdale, great with the horses and the jewelry and all kinds of stuff. At this point, I must take a quick break. I shall return. Greg Kelly. listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hi, I was just on the phone. Did you guys hear any of that? Phew. Thank you. (laughs) All right. A couple of other things. Uh, Remember this, Black Lives Matter. They do, but not the way the Black Lives Matter movement feels. They only seem to care when a black life is taken by a white cop. You ever notice that? All lives matter. Black lives certainly matter. And I just can't believe it's heartbreaking, actually, that they only give a damn about Black Lives Matter organization when a black life is taken by a white cop. What about everybody else? Hmm? What about everybody else? Here's a guy, a seven-year-old named Aria, seven-year-old girl, beautiful girl. We profiled her on the show last night. 
seven years old, shot in a drive-by shooting. A gang was angry at her mother, apparently. They opened fire on the family car. The mother was grazed by a bullet, but they shot seven-year-old Aria in the head. There's a community activist talking about the situation. Cut 62, please. This gun violence that's going on in our city is at an all-time high. And with the community, we all need to come together and bring awareness to this gun violence because things like this happen when the guns get into the wrong hands. It starts at home with our people talking to our kids because our parents, the parents know what the young kids are out here doing. All right. Well, Barack Obama did say that a lot of this starts in the home. It's an African-American family. And Barack Obama, when he was trying to charm the country, did say that absentee fathers are a problem in all communities, but nowhere is it worse than in the African-American community where too many fathers are AWOL. Too many fathers are MIA, missing in action. And what does that lead to? Lower graduation rates, higher incarceration rates, and all kinds of bad things, man. Chris in Westchester, yes, sir. Hello. Yes. Uh, yes, I, I, I've been wondering about the letter written uh, by the 50 or 51 intelligence uh, officials. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's despicable, uh, and that we haven't heard from any of them since except Clapper, who did some lame uh, excuse so, oh, at the time. Well, uh, whose idea was that the letter? Uh, who set that all up? Do you know? I think it was a campaign move coordinated by the campaign, but you're absolutely right. The 51 signatories to that letter, none of them have been held accountable. They should not be allowed to show their faces in public. What did they do? They gave Joe Biden the pass the authority to say that the intelligence community believes the Hunter Biden laptop is fake news, is Russia disinformation. And he was able to say that in a debate, and they gave him cover. They had no way of knowing that, by the way, and they even gave themselves a big way out. It was incredible. The only thing that this thing had in common with Russian disinformation is that sometimes Russian disinformation, they also use laptops. That's it. (laughs) So Clapper, who else signed that damn thing? Um, oh, wait, who didn't sign that thing? Clapper. We also had uh, George Bush's Michael Hayden signed it. Leon Panetta signed it. Secretary of Defense under Bill Clinton. Uh, these guys are scoundrels. And, of course, John Brennan, CIA director under Obama. A lot of people think he might be a Muslim, actually. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a Muslim, but being dishonest about it is highly suspicious. Very suspicious. I have Muslim friends. It's beautiful. If it, you know, I, I personally have my, 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 my beliefs, my faith, very important to me. Not trying to convert anybody, him, whatever. But to lie about your faith is very strange. To lie about it. He just might be lying, that guy. Debbie and Cranford? Oh, shoot. They're playing the music. Debbie, don't go far. I got to Hey, it's happy Greek day. What is the day again? 
Greek Independence Day. Happy Greek Independence Day. We got a great big feast. I know they got special activities tonight. John Katsimatidis, our American Greek owner and operator, we thank you and Margot and the whole team. Be right back. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. I just was reminded that Sunday night is Oscar night. The Oscars. Oh, gosh. Got to plan my whole weekend around Oscar night. Nope. Uh, Nobody cares because nobody goes to the movies anymore. The movies stink. Uh, Have you heard of a movie called Drive My Car? That's nominated for Best Picture. Best actual, best picture, not documentary, not weirdo foreign short. No, best picture. Drive my car. What the hell is that all about? Let's see. Licorice pizza. Has anyone, has anyone heard, seen even a rumor of this movie? Um, Power of the Dog. Nope. Haven't heard of that one either. Oh, here's one that I think one person likes. Nightmare Alley. Uh, Nightmare Alley is supposed to be good, but only one person I know of has ever mentioned it, and uh, that's it. King Richard, what the hell is that all about? No idea. Oh, that does actually sound pretty good. That's about the father of Venus and Serena Williams. I heard about this guy. He got an idea. He heard it on the radio, like in 1979, that uh, tennis players make a lot of money. And he's like, damn, I'm going to make sure my daughters learn how to play tennis so they can make a lot of money, too. It was as simple as that. That's where he got the idea. And, man, Venus and Serena, they certainly changed the world. Uh, Coda is another movie, C-O-D-A. Never, never heard of that. Belfast. I heard of the city, but I've never heard of the movie. Wow. No wonder why no one's watching this show anymore. And the other thing is, uh, hey, there's still is there still a Best Actress category? Because Hollywood, don't they want to go genderless? Yes, there is. Oh, there's actress and an actor. What about somebody who's non-binary? That'll happen next year. Next year, they're going to get rid of actress and actor, and there'll be a non-binary award. They're going to totally revamp that. Remember Oscar's So White? And then you basically <laughs> you saw a dramatic reduction in uh, the amount of white nominees, right? Because well, because of optics, because of this, that, and the other thing. Believe it or not, I did think that there was some adjustment that was in order. I was talking about this this morning, about there are certain things that I think needed a bit of diversification. But... This has been totally over the overdone. It's totally over the top. And now we are judging people for things they can't control, like their ethnicity, like their race, like their gender. I have felt judged. Perhaps you have as well. You've been objectified or minimized because, well, in my case, because I'm a white Christian male heterosexual. That's like the bottom of the heap when it comes to coolness in America slash New York City slash Wokistan in 2022. All right, but that's all a side issue. We might be on the eve of war. Uh, Joe Biden seems to be itching to send the troops to Ukraine. 
He talked to a bunch of 82nd Airborne soldiers today in Poland. And listen to what he said. Is this a heads up that they're going to war? That's certainly what I'm hearing. Cut 65, please. And you're going to see when you're there, some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of the front of the damn tank, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. Yeah, they're incredible. But what the hell are you up to? Again, he says you're going to see it when you get there, right? One more time, if you don't mind, please. And you're going to see when you're there. Some of you have been there. You're going to see. You're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of the front of the damn tank. Just, right. just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. Well, he said some of you have been there. So now he's totally in outer space because we've never fought on the ground in Ukraine, I don't believe, since World War II. I mean, we fought. We didn't fight the Russians. What am I talking about? We fought the Germans. The, 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 the Russians were our allies in World War II. So we never had American troops there. And by the way, the oldest troop he was talking to was 20 years old. So he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's in outer space. 25th Amendment time. And then don't forget the whole thing with the sanctions. Did I play that yet? When he got the sanctions all messed up. Joe Biden has been telling everybody for months that sanctions are to deter our adversary, right? Of course, that's what sanctions are. Everybody knows that unless you're Joe Biden. Uh, Let's see here. Cut 43 again. Sir, deterrence didn't work. What makes you think Vladimir Putin will alter course based on the action you've taken today? Let's get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that... In fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. The maintenance of sanctions, the maintenance of sanctions, the increasing the pain and the demonstration why I asked for this NATO meeting today is to be sure that after a month we will sustain what we're doing, not just next month, the following month, but for the remainder of this entire year. That's what will stop him. You believe the actions today will have an impact on making Russia change course in Ukraine? That's not what I said. You, you're, you're playing a game with me. I know. The answer is no. Why is he so irritable? Why is he so nasty? You're playing a game with me. Shut the hell up. They're covering your ass. They're spinning for you. They're covering for you. They're ignoring your mistakes. They're highlighting your positive qualities, whatever the hell they are. These people are your defenders. They're your only allies, and you're treating them like that. That's uh, whoo. 25th Amendment. There is a mechanism to remove somebody from office who is cognitively impaired, and clearly he is. His comments today have jeopardized national security. And there is a method where he could be removed from power. It would take a majority of the cabinet. It would take the vice president. Oh, the vice president. There's a problem, right? Right, Mike. What do you say, Bill? Mike is on the phone in Westchester. Hi. Yellow. Never mind. I didn't want to talk to you anyway. Debbie in Cranford, New Jersey. Hello, Debbie. Hi there. I'm your sister in Christ and uh, the lady who's blind in her eyes, but not blind in her heart. And I say to start the 25th Amendment procedure, they got to 
everybody in the country's got to email Donald Trump and say, please come back. We need you right now. And then they turn Air Force One around to Florida and they go pick him up. Um, guess who I talked to today? The president of the United States, Donald Trump, actually. I had a brief talk with him. He's doing great. He's excited. He's excited about that lawsuit he's filed. Lawsuit against the Democrats and uh, the whole entire swamp almost for the Russia collusion hoax. You remember that, Debbie? Remember all that nonsense? Remember when they said this over and over again? Cut 53. Don't go away, Debbie. Cut 53, please. Breaking news in the Russia investigation dominates the program tonight and reaches directly into the president's inner circle. We are covering the breaking news that Bob Mueller, the special counsel investigating ties between Donald Trump's campaign and Russia. We've got breaking news on MSNBC, the first indictment in the Robert Mueller investigation. On and on and on and on and on for two years of that crap, excuse me. And it was all a lie and nobody apologized. Nobody took anything back. And that Comey. That Comey should be arrested for crying out loud. Comey, and maybe he will be. Debbie, I'm sorry. Hey, Debbie, you said you're blind. Uh, yep. Uh, for how long? All my life <gasps> I was born that way. But the Lord lets me see with my mind and heart. So you don't have to worry. That's beautiful. Do you uh, do you read Braille? Yeah, but I don't have too many Braille books here. I don't have um, much room in, in my room at Atria. What's that? It's a assisted living community in Cranford. Can I ask you something? If, you're, if you've never seen, and I totally understand that you can see with your heart, but physically, if you've never seen, I don't know, like, how did you come to understand color? How did you come to understand the concept of sight? And I ask this with respect. I mean, I, I've wondered myself, like, because you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I think of colors as musical notes or musical instruments huh. like pink can be a flute playing fast jazz music and a clarinet could be playing something slow and and contemplative did you ever use a seeing eye dog no i my health isn't good enough to go through their program oh. I, I don't go out in public by myself what about when you were younger? Never. Hmm. What do you what do you, what is your what is your great passion in life? Is it your faith? Yeah, and plus I I used to sing professionally. I was a <clears throat> double major in in music and French. You speak French? Yep. Uh, il faut oublier tout pour s'oublier qui s'enfuit déjà. Oui, j'adore le français. C'est une très belle langue et, et il y a beaucoup de beaux sons dans la langue française. Uh, you love the French language a lot and you want to kiss something. No, not kiss something. No, uh, I forgot what I said. <laughs> well, I, my, well, mine was mostly gibberish. Yours was beautiful. Debbie, thank you so much. And one more thing. You say we should all email Donald Trump and say what? Say, please come back. I think he's coming back. I think he's I think he's coming back in a big way. No, let's let's fix the constitution and write a new amendment saying the former president should 
come back, Donald Trump. Well, no, that's it. No, we're, that's, we're not going to get that done. But I think he's going to run again, and I think he's going to be successful. I think it's yeah. going to be an amazing thing. And we've had it before. We've had non-consecutive president. Who was it? Grover Cleveland? Uh, somebody like that way back in the day. Debbie, we thank you so much. Uh, thanks for listening. Stay in touch, okay? Yes, smiley voice. And I can imagine that you're an angel with with wings that are uh, that flutter. Aw, I love it. An angel with wings. Hey, remember that from uh, This Is Your Life with the, ba- with the bell at Nick's Bar? That's where no, men I went to go. Oh yeah, there was a bell. Every time a, a bell went off, an angel got its wings. Even at Aww. Nick's Bar, Nick's Bar, where men went to get drunk fast. It's all in the movie. It's called. Uh, wait, what the hell is it called with that guy, Jimmy Stewart? Anyway, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Uh, I De- have that. Yeah, no, it's a great one. All right, Debbie, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, imagine that. Wow, no sight. I'm so glad that you called, Debbie. We'll we'll continue the conversation. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. This is the Greg Kelly Show. All right, you guys got to follow me on Twitter. This thing is kind of taken off. My little picture of Joe Biden eating the pizza as the troops, first of all, have no pizza. He's picking out, and they're just looking at him. Number one, they just they they don't dig him. They don't like him. You can tell there's absolutely no chemistry. Can I hear that again where he basically asks, hey, can I sit with you guys? This is the commander-in-chief. There's no clapping. There's no hooting and hollering. When he finally sits down, it gets a little bit lighter, but uh, go ahead. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, uh, you're finished eating or you're just starting? They're starting eating. They're doing a little bit closer. Well, if you're starting eating, I'm going to sit down and have some eating. Is that all right? Yeah. We got the pizza. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you got to see this. It's uh, He's talking to the troops in Poland, a bunch of American troops, 82nd Airborne Troops. And you see, he asked for, can I sit with you guys? And it's like they kind of look at each other like, do we really want this guy here? And then he sits and he starts grabbing the pizza before anybody else had a slice. Now, this is not a small thing, actually. When you're in the military, when you're senior, the senior man eats last, all right, period. No matter what kind of team you're on, you could have a fire team. A fire team has a private and a corporal, sometimes a sergeant. The sergeant's going to eat last. The private eats first, then the corporal, then the sergeant. If you're going through the chow line together, and usually you do, you're going through some sort of line or whatever, and they're passing out pizza, you make sure everybody else gets theirs first. The generals eat last. The president eats last in this kind of environment. There he is chowing down on that pizza. And what is it with him and food? He gets really excited around, uh, well, ice cream. We've all seen that. Jams his face into ice. Now, he is very thin. Do you think he's bulimic? Is that possible? Because I see him eat a lot, but he is very thin. I do think he might have a mild eating disorder. I hope he doesn't. Uh, at Gray Kelly USA, take a look at that. Joe Biden seems to really want to get us into war, really want to get us into war, telling those troops good luck in Ukraine, and uh, you'll, see the, you'll see the women stand in front of tanks, and they're incredible. Like, what the hell? Now, the White House put out a statement a short time later saying, uh, he didn't really mean that. Of course, we're not going to war in Ukraine. Oh, yeah? This guy, I mean, he's the president, right? He changes his mind. He already changed his mind on sanctions. 
He lies like most people breathe. I don't know what the hell the policy is now. He's thoroughly confused us all. And the other thing is, we haven't hit this in a moment. Do we have any Eric Adams from today? How the hell is he explaining this? The city of New York fired firefighters, cops, uh, private businesses, fired people at Madison Square Garden, at the Barclays Center, at Shea State, who wouldn't get the vaccine. But now there's a great big fat exemption for the star athletes. Oh, yeah, those guys. Kyrie, look, I hate the mandates, period, okay? I hate it. But I also hate that famous rich people are being exempted. As one guy pointed out, what do we want? A healthy police department or a healthy Yankee team? Hey, by the way, when it comes to baseball, I am through with it. I can't stand it. I, I, I was obsessed with the Yankees as a kid. I mean, I cried when they lost. I remember once they cried in extra innings. I cried when they lost after extra innings to Boston. I was about 11 years old, and my dad gave me a pretty good talking to. He was like, smarten up. All right. <laughs> it was it was it sounded though it was like Goodfellas. Remember where he said, I gotta smart I gotta toughen this kid up. I wasted three aprons. Can you believe he wasted three aprons on that guy? Well, it wasn't quite like that, and I wasn't thrown into an oven, but I did get a good talking to and I needed to hear it. These sports heroes are not heroes. They're generally a bunch of lunkheads uh who have been worshipped as demigods since they were nine years old because they were always, you know, superior athletes. And unfortunately for them, a lot of them, it goes to their head and it kind of messes them up. And for the rest of their lives, they think everybody owes them a living. You ever notice that? You ever been around some of these athletes? Sometimes they're really cool. Sometimes they're great. I met Jim Palmer once, relief pitcher. or Was he the starting pitcher for the Orioles? Anyway, super cool guy and totally like normal and grounded. But some of these guys are in outer space. And it's, 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 in a weird way, not their own fault. They were given this talent. They worked it. They harnessed it, whatever. And the rest of the world made them kind of crazy because they just always got stuff off the field for nothing. Does that make sense? Uh, Dennis in Boundbrook, New Jersey. Yes, sir. Yeah, good afternoon, Greg. Yeah, my question is this, Greg. Why is it always America's money and America's blood? You were talking about us having troops in Poland. We've given something like, I think, $5 billion towards Ukraine. Now we have troops in Poland. What are these other, what are these other countries doing? Maybe they're doing it in silence, Greg. But I never hear, well, England sent 800 troops. England sent a billion dollars. Spain. It's always us. Why is that? It's, it's not an, fair. It's another reason why we love Trump. He, he had the audacity to say what you're saying on the world stage. Why are we paying for everybody's security? Why are you guys chipping in 0.2% of your GDP? We're paying like 5% of ours in defense to the NATO budget. I mean, it was insane. Do you remember when he pushed his way to the front of the line with those uh, NATO ministers? That was great. I know everybody else was uh, was horrified, but it was great. He mentioned, uh, not only mentioned, I mean, he hyped, he harped about those problems. And he got our so-called allies to pay up. And they are so glad he's gone because <laughs> they want to push over like Joe. Dennis, you are correct. And you remember, you remember Donald Trump was the one who was not afraid. The swamp is afraid. Oh, you can't talk like that. We have our obligations and we are the all that diplomatic crap. Bernie in Staten Island. Yes, sir. 
Hello, Greg. I'm Bernie from Staten Island. You sound just like the guy from Boundbrook, New Jersey. Anyway, keep going. No. Any of the James Cagney movies would have been better than oh. today's Oscar movies. Now, you called me before about some James Cagney movie, right? That's right. I sure did. The James Cagney movies, the good ones were Angels with Dirty Faces, The Roaring Twenties, The Public Enemy, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Any of James Cagney's movies were terrific. They would have been better than today's Oscars. That's why I don't go to the movies anymore. By the way, you said you would check into Angels with Dirty Faces. When I called you, did you ever check out the, that movie? No, no, I never did. I never did. Okay, you were co-host Curtis Lee paid the whole tape I had with you on uh, about a week ago. He put, Curtis played the whole tape on his show on Saturday night. He played about 15 minutes. He said Angels with Dirty Faces was better than The Godfather. Uh, Angels with Dirty Bernie, Faces. Bernie, you went too far. That's enough. That is enough. That is quite enough from you. Absolutely not. And I cannot believe Curtis Leo would have said anything like that. Bernie, I do appreciate it. One of these days, I will get around to that movie. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. (laughs) Every now and then, I like to peek at the comments. Uh, Twitter, people are amazing. Even my critics are hilarious. I I do. Some of them are, uh, let's see here. Uh, Oh, somebody just called me a traitor. (laughs) How dare you criticize Joe Biden? You are a traitor. What's wrong with calling him... uh... What's wrong with making fun of Joe Biden? This is America. This is still America. Let's see here. Um, No words. Not a good look. They're all talking about Joe. Uh, He's gone. No doubt about that regarding Joe Biden. Hello. Can someone get us a translator for Joe Biden's gibberish? I have no clue what this octogenarian is slurring about. POTUS is such an embarrassment. Sickening how everyone ignores he's in late stage dementia. Somebody else just writes, let's go, Brandon. Embarrassing. Are we going to war? Good question. 25th Amendment. He's a mentally impaired person put in this position. The village idiot who no one in the world gives a damn. I'm changing the language. America, the laughingstock of the world, question mark. Moron. This sounds like buying... It's sending us into World War III. What say you? Uh, starting World War III? Question mark. We have the Republicans' good old boy club to thank for this disgrace. They are all in on the fraud election and vegetable president they sold us for their own personal gains. Now, didn't I say that these are really smart and clever? Where, where are those? Joe, you are a piece of, yeah, I don't, bad word. Joe has a glitch. Um... Let's see. And then I put up a tweet of all the weirdo faces he's making as he eats a piece of pizza. Okay? Uh, (laughs) Somebody writes, take human bites, Joe. Human bites. Hilarious satire. Thought this was serious for a moment. Good stuff. Greg, lay off. He's just eating. Oh, my God. He's using his mouth. They're probably wondering why they only get pizza with... (laughs) 
<laughs> they are looking at Joe like, what the hell are you doing? And this person writes, they're probably wondering why they only get pizza when the president comes. <laughs> My eyes bleed. Did he take his teeth out? Trump eating pizza was, was much classier, and it's true, actually. They got a picture of Trump eating a pizza. He made a commercial back with Ivanka, of all people. Remember the big divorce? You know, Ivana. No, not Ivanka. Ivana. Ivana Trump. His first wife. Ivana, $100 million. And they did a, picture, a commercial for Pizza Hut when they were divorced, after the divorce. And they say, will we split it? <laughs> and it's very funny. Hey, do me a favor. Get the Donald Trump Pizza Hut commercial with Ivanka. It's actually very well done. Let's see here. Huh? What the hell does this mean? Greg, you have tweeted a lot in the last two hours. Your desperation and admiration for our president is showing. Makes absolutely no sense. Judge not that ye be not judged. Uh, We're not judging his... We're judging his... His presidency. And we're allowed to do that, by the way, folks. We're judging his actions in the world. As for the other stuff, that's not up to us. Greg Kelly, how do you eat pizza? Well, literally, I don't, I would not, and I have not, and I could not eat before all the troops. It's one of the things we learned in boot camp, okay? The old man, and in the military, the old man might be a 23-year-old second lieutenant, okay? Might be the senior guy, the highest-ranking individual, eats last. I've just spent 20 minutes looking through this account, and I genuinely cannot tell if it's fake. He's talking about mine. Or rather, legitimate. Most conservative outrage in media is fake. Uh, Wayne, a lot of people do puzzle about my Twitter. I think it's very... I I just... I I enjoy the hell out of it. Uh, Greg, how did you break this pizza bombshell story and miss the Jeannie Thomas story? Uh, Another Republican reaching for straws. All right. Now let's talk about Ginny Thomas. Ginny Thomas is the wife of Justice Clarence Thomas, okay? And she's a conservative, of course, like her husband, and she's been active in conservative circles. And she, like a lot of us, had big hopes for the electoral contact of 1887 that we would have been able to have a full and fair discussion about electoral irregularities in the November 20 election on January 6th. And that is within the law, baby. It's all in the Constitution and that Electoral Count Act of 1887. And now we have a bunch of text messages that have come to light between her and Mark Meadows, then Chief of Staff to President Trump, discussing, we believe, the, um, the proceedings of January 6th and how we might be able to get our questions answered. And they're trying to say, well, she was trying to overturn an election. That is misleading. Totally misleading. What we were trying to do is make sure that the 20 election was fair. And it's okay. This is still America to have concerns. It was okay for the Congressional Black Caucus in 2000, one by one, every single one of them to stand up and object to the election of George W. Bush in the year 2000. They did that. And they were operating under the Electoral Count Act of 1887. They were waging, uh, they were submitting formal objections to electoral votes in Florida. And to advance those debates, they needed a member of the U.S. Senate. 
to join them, and they could not get one. But they tried. And someone else tried in 2004, and it was tried in 2008. It was also tried a lot in 2016. Members of Congress, Democrats, stepped forward to object. To up to, if you want to use fake news as language, you can. They were trying to overturn the election. Let's say that, let's use their language for a moment. Well, they couldn't get a senator to join them to talk about it. Fast forward to 2020. The problems were so severe and so widespread, there were a lot of senators and a lot of members of Congress. And this is one of the reasons why I'm so frustrated in January 6th and what happened that day outside the Capitol. And I have concerns that it was facilitated by Democrats. It was facilitated the protests by elements of the government, FBI, Capitol Police, who knows. There's no reason on earth why those protesters should have gotten into the Capitol. We saw, and you saw, if you've been watching my Newsmax show, how some of them walked right in, right past the Capitol cops who did not even try to turn them around. Why did they do that? Because they wanted to stop the electoral discussion. They wanted to have it stopped. Do you get it? Not the protesters. The protesters actually wanted that to continue. It was the authorities, the swamp, that wanted to stop it. And that's why they let him in. That's as plausible as anything. You tell me why that little cop was waving the throngs onto the hill. You tell me why those cops in bats and hats and riot gear just stood there as that young Trump supporter begged them for help. And not to mention Ashley Babbitt being shot. Hello? Now, perhaps if there were a homicide inside the building, that would have to that would have to suspend discussion of the Electoral Count Act, right? Of the electoral vote. And it essentially did. Uh, who's that senator? Kelly Loeffler, Republican. Probably a name only. Although I thought she brought some good things to the table. She got spooked. She was going to object, and she got spooked. Believing the fake news narrative. The more I think of it, the angrier I get, actually. <sighs> they, they have no respect for us. And too many on our side are just keeping their heads down, trying to get through the day, but they're trying to rearrange our very way of life. Miriam in Queens, hello. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. It's amazing how I, I listen to you and I listen to Bernie and Sid and everyone in the morning. And I, if I don't, didn't listen to all of you and people, don't, they don't know what's going on. Because if you listen to the news, like David Muir at 6.30, never mentioned the computer, never mentioned what happened, only the negative things about uh, Trump and, only the, and never the negative things about um, Biden. The Post... Exam, you know, Post came out with the computer. They they avoided that. Now the New York Times came up with it, and mm. but they don't, you know, and everyone knows about it. But the television news never reports it. It is amazing that David Muir, in particular, he sits there all pompous and beautiful with his coiffed hair and all that nonsense today in Washington. And all, like, dude, how can you pretend this did not happen? You know, there were bad news stories for Trump, okay? Not every day was a picnic, okay? Let's face We love the guy, but, you know, when his... Who was that? His niece wrote the book? I didn't pretend that book didn't exist. 
I read it. And I debunked it. I went through it page for page. Some people might have disagreed with me, disagreed with my conclusions. But I went through it. I didn't pretend it wasn't there. David Muir last night pretended that Joe Biden did not contradict his entire administration when it came to the sanctions. That pretty boy, you can have him. Uh, Miriam, what else is new? Better. What? Lord O'Donnell isn't any better, by the way. She's oh, gosh. Total, total robot. Very strange individual. And you know what she's got a bad case of? Clothes. Too much, too much in the way of clothes. Thinking about her clothes more than the audience. I've seen this before. Uh, hey, now, who the hell is that? Excuse me for a second. General Richardson, what is she doing wearing a necktie? So there's a four-star general, Laura Richardson, wearing a necktie. He's wearing a man's uniform. It wasn't always like that. Here we go. This is the <laughs> the military getting woker. That's a new that's a new thing. Miriam, thank you so much for calling. Uh Ruth in Queens. Yes. Hi. Hi, Greg. Funny thing. Um Miriam is my sister's name. So That's not like that funny, but keep going. Okay. I just wanted to let you know that there is actually a book out called Leaders Eat Last. And you've brought it up twice so far uh, during your show. It's written by Simon Sinek. That's S is in Sam, I-N-E-K. And I found out about it um, when I was doing the Global Leadership Seminar at my church. It's uh, kind of a worldwide seminar for leaders. Mm. So I just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah, no, I heard about that book. Uh, My friend Damon mentioned it. Let me see here. It's a military thing. It goes way back. I mean, this guy did not invent it, Simon Sinek. Um, who is he, by the way? You no. know what? It's a good question. I've, I've seen him. He does a lot of TED Talks. TED Talks, yeah, one of those guys. He's, he took it from the military. I mean, this has been a big thing yes. in the Marine Corps for many years. And I, I applaud him. I mean, it's uh, not saying it has to be his idea. He's just, you know, promulgating uh, something that we go by in the Marines. Thank you, Ruth, very, very much. Uh, one more. Amelia in Tom's River. Hi there. Hey, <clears throat> thank you for taking my call. I have a question for you. Uh, something kind of like I don't understand. Um, if Biden gets a lot of money from Ukraine, or his son did, mm-hmm. and he got a lot of money from Russia, and he starts favoring one country over the other, wouldn't one of them kind of get so angry that they would start spilling or leaking information about his corruption? Yes, and that's why he's so mixed up, I think. That's why he's so indecisive and all over the place. And one day it's all about deterrence and sanctions. The next day, sanctions don't deter. One day it's all, Putin, you can invade. No, you can't invade. There's so much, there's so much contradiction here. The fake news is giving him credit. I see a guy who's totally compromised and in fear. And don't forget, not only Ukraine, not only Russia, but China. And it's in the laptop. Or maybe he's just confident. Maybe he's confident that uh, I could be wrong. I see a guy in fear. Maybe he's confident. He's thinking he's thinking no one will ever call him on it. And the fake news, let's face it. I mean, basically, the entire establishment looked the other way. And they still look the other way. I don't know, Amelia. It's just so unfair. I mean, one of these countries have have got to start leaking some information and 
you know, we got to get rid of Well, you know, the information. It'll be fake news. It'll be Russia disinformation all over again. We don't have to look. We, we, we basically have all we need, all right, to know that this man is deeply corrupt and obviously conflicted, not to say corrupt. I mean, there's so much, so much there. Read Miranda Devine's book, Laptop from Hell, and also just look at his record of lies over the years. Go back to 1987, the most astounding string of lies. He, tell, he tells about 60 lies in about 90 seconds. It is incredible. Um, hey, I'm going. Um, leaving town for the weekend. Going to Miami, just for the hell of it. Actually, um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I haven't been on a plane in a while. Do I still have to wear a mask on a plane? I don't like that at all. But I put up with it. I do not want to go viral. I don't want to have an altercation with anybody. I'm not going to have an altercation. I'm just going to mind my business and do my thing, and uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, by the way. Cory Booker, totally insane, or is this an act? Cut uh, 59, you've heard this, but I just need to, I need, I need closure. Cut 59, please. I just look at you, and I, I start getting full of emotion. You did not get there because of some left-wing agenda? You didn't get here because of some dark money groups? Nobody's going to steal the joy of that woman in the street, or the calls that I'm getting, or the texts nobody's going to steal that joy. You have earned this spot. You are worthy. Wow. You are worthy, and no one is going to steal your damn joy. I think he does have some sort of screw loose. Clearly. Lighten up, Corey. Be right back. Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Reason I don't know when the Secretary of State asked me if I'd send another 12,000 troops along to the United States. I said, yeah, from the United States. That was Joe Biden mumbling something about sending troops at the request of the Secretary of State. But he was referring to and he physically motioned to the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. Uh, He's just forget not all there. He's gone. He is gone. We have a big problem. Um, He's also losing his temper all the time. He has given uh, very strange mixed signals. This is a matter of national security. Uh, We need need a serious conversation at the highest levels of government right now, and the 25th Amendment should be on the table. Just like President Trump, by the way, said it would be regarding Joe Biden. I don't know if you remember that prediction, but uh, he saw this coming. All right, a couple of other quick things. Oh, I just saw that. I saw him flying to Florida tonight, and uh, let's face it, nobody likes getting on an airplane anymore. It's just drudgery. It's all the stuff you got to take out of your pocket and going through all the security. And I have a couple of techniques. I kind of put my body on droop. I just kind of put my body on droop. Just relax and just go through it. That helps a lot. And just go with the flow. You know, that's the one time where you're not supposed to be an outlier. Just go with the flow. And get on that plane, and um, there's not going to be meal service. There might be a snack. That's it. Ever, anybody ever watch The Office and Michael and Dwight go on a business trip? <laughs> and uh, Michael somehow is in first class, and he asks for a menu. And the flight is like from Philadelphia to uh, 
I don't know, um, Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, like a 50 minute flight and like, sir, I'm sorry, there's no menu, no meal service on flights less than two hours. And he's so crestfallen. All right. I am working on the nighttime show Newsmax. Uh, Anybody want to know anything else? I am going to what's our agenda tonight? I am going to in very vivid terms show you how Joe Biden has been protected by the mainstream media during this trip in Europe. We will summarize his dangerously irresponsible comments in Europe, uh, the strange etiquette breach, wolfing down that pizza. I know it sounds like a silly thing, but uh, it's kind of funny, too. And you got to see the look in the eyes of these soldiers. It's great stuff. It really is. Um, and I do have to very seriously warn Joe that this kind of language is dangerous when it comes to discussing chemical weapons. Cut 40, please. Would the U.S. or NATO respond with military action if he did use chemical weapons? We would respond. We would respond if he uses it. The nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use. So a lot of folks interpreted that as responding in kind. This is against U.S. doctrine, longstanding doctrine when it comes to NBC, nuclear, biological, chemical weapons. You need what they call strategic ambiguity. And Joe just violated that and also gave a heads up to the world uh, vis-a-vis our troops that we're sending troops into Ukraine. That one, too. So that's on the table. Also, Eric Adams, his continued incompetence. You know, when I was trying to find out, I called him, excuse me, I'm going to say a bad word, like Rocky did. Sylvester Stallone, a whore. He's a fame whore. A lot of people wanted me to use the word star effer. I'm not going to say that, but there's that too. He just loves celebrity, and he totally gave in. He oversaw the termination of cops, of firefighters for not taking the vaccine. But if you're a star athlete... No problem. A great big waiver. He's a great big fraud. Don't forget it. Karen in Rockland, hello. How are you? Good. Um, I just want to, Pelosi is up to her eyeballs. In that January. That's why she never wants to be investigated or questioned. And Pence, I mean, he said that there was nothing that he could do for Trump. He could have stopped that audit for 10 days like... Uh, the Republicans wanted. Pence had a lot of discretion, and uh, he's too wooden and unimaginative to do anything about it. There was a lot of leeway, and uh, we think he had the authority under the Electoral Count Act of uh, 1887 to send those votes back to the state capitals and let them sort it out. Thank you so much. Jordan is in East Meadow. Jordan. Yes. Hi, Greg. How are you? Good. Uh, I'd just like to comment on something you, you, about uh about the mayor, I mean, he should have he should have repealed the whole. For for uh, it doesn't affect me directly, but the, the mandate was ridiculous to begin with, and uh, he should have repealed the the entire mandate for all workers. It, it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know why uh, he was so intent on inheriting De Blasio's nonsense. Uh, he could have uh, could have garnered a lot of goodwill by getting rid of it. One more thing, and then I got to go. 
Really quick, uh, with with the Biden thing, yeah, he's so arrogant. The way he, he you know, he he, he talks, yeah, they, they would they would kill Trump if he, you know, when he when he spoke about uh, things that he did, his press killed him. And uh, I, I agree with you, getting him out of office. The only problem is, look who the I know Kamala replace him. Kamala, I know, I know. There's there is that. You're right. Thank you, Jordan. And one more, William. He's been on hold for a long time. William, what's up? Real quick. Yeah. Hi. Uh, again, same subject. They they planned this. They elected this guy, uh, and then they put her in second place. So you can't remove him. You can't remove Sloppy Joe. Keep an eye on Hillary, and I'll see you tonight on Newsmax at 7. Thank you all. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.